0: So, in case you've been living under a rock, the Mandalorian season two, episode one just dropped today, aka chapter nine, the Marshal, on Disney Plus. Well, it actually dropped. Um, or oh, what is it? What's the date today? It's the 30. It's the 31st of October today in Australia. And um, so it dropped on the 30th in the US, which is the 31st in Australia. Um, Yeah, so we got up this morning, my wife and I, Meg, we woke up this morning, we slept in really late. We woke up up this morning and we watched it. It was available to watch actually uh, late last night and I restrained myself from watching it early. I was so stoked that it came out. We watched every episode together um, last year uh, with season one as it came out, as it rolled out every week. And it was our kind of ritual to wake up on a Saturday and and watch the next episode together. And and she's not a particular, uh, you know, science fiction fan or Star Wars fan or anything, but she actually loved every episode and we we watched it religiously uh, together. So I knew when this season, season two of The Mandalorian was going to come out, I knew we had to do it again. And so I thought what we could do is actually we could recap it. The next morning together, we'd watch the episode and we could actually do a little, a little podcast, a little baby Yoda cast is what I thought we'd call it, the baby Yoda cast. Because uh, we're brewing up a baby. We got seven weeks to go uh, before our baby's due date comes. So that means that the last episode of uh, The Mandalorian Season 2 will be the same week that our baby arrives if things uh, are running along the same track, (laughs) which is pretty great. So every week uh, we'll do this uh, little Baby Yoda cast and at the end of the Baby Yoda cast we'll have a baby Peterson uh, born at the same time, which will be pretty amazing. This is
1: the way. This is the way. This is the way.
0: So we just finished watching chapter nine of The Mandalorian, first episode of season two, and we sat down, my wife and I, and I thought I would record for you her first initial impressions. Have a listen. I have spoken. Was it scary?
1: No. He always wins, (laughs) so it's not scary. It was gross. I didn't like the harvesting of the carcass.
0: (laughs) What was the best moment? What was your favourite part?
1: When they fed him the cow. Oh. <laughs> and they used the cow as bait to blow up the monster.
0: Oh, when Mandalorian did that? Yeah. I thought you meant the first time when.
1: Oh, oh, when he. <laughs> no, that was funny too. When The first time when they um, were trying to like feed him so he sleeps longer or whatever and he ate the man instead. <laughs> <laughs> and the cow just looks down at the. Yeah, that bit was good. I like that bit. And I like the bit in the um the ring fight right at the very beginning. When he strung up the guy as he was running away and then he got eaten by all the
0: creatures. Or what about the at the start of that fight when baby Yoda realized what was gonna happen and so he like closed up his
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, thanks Meg for your thoughts <laughs> on Mandalorian Chapter 9.
1: I have spoken.
0: Anyway, let's dive right into it. Season 2, Episode 1, uh, which they've called Chapter 9, which I like how they've just continued uh, continued the, the chapter motif from Season 1. We left our Mando, we left our Mandalorian, Din Djarin, as we came to know at the end of last season. We left him on Navarro. Uh is kind of where we saw him and Grief Kaga and uh Karadun uh after that massive showdown with that imperial uh garrison. Um is kind of like a splinter group, kind of like a mafia group of Imperials led by uh, what was his name? Gideon Moff Gideon. Oh, biblical name. Oh, what a villain. So, you know, just to recap, if you haven't seen season one, although you should have by now, because this is a bit of a spoiler cast. We're, we're not holding back on spoilers. We're giving you everything. Um, everything surrounding baby Yoda in the pre- the, the previous season. The Mandalorian, he had, to, he had to pick up this bounty and it turned out to be one of Yoda's species. Now, he's never seen a Yoda creature before and he doesn't know what he's about. But this baby Yoda, Yoda's not his actual name, he's the child, but... Baby Yoda, he's got the force. He can move things with his mind. And this Imperial remnant, they're after him. They want to get him. And so that's kind of the whole main uh, plot, briefly, <laughs> of season one. And this season, it's kind of like, okay, what's he going to do? Because the Armorer, uh, one of the kind of lead Mandalorians of um, that, co- the covert on um, Nefaro. She told our Mandalorian, Dinjar, and she told him uh, that ages ago there was an epic war between Mandalore and an ancient race of, um, or ancient religion of sorcerers called the Jedi, who could move things with their mind just like Baby Yoda can. And so she kind of quests him, and this line is taken straight from episode one, but also from... Um, the trailer which we've all seen she's quested him to find Baby Yoda's people to find the Jedi, to find Baby Yoda's place in the world and deliver him back to them at least that's what we, th- what we think is going to happen and the start of this episode, chapter 9 we see that Mando has tracked down someone who for whatever reason seems to know a lot about The Mandalorians seems to be in contact with the Mandalorians and he wants to find this guy and get him to give him information as to where the Mandalorians are, where some other coverts are so he can find eventually any remnants of the Jedi to get Baby Yoda back to. So he's on this planet. A lot of people have theorized that this planet might be Nashida, because it's kind of got this gangster kind of backstreet bandit sort of uh, vibe about it there's graffiti all over the walls it's really dark and actually there's these beady eyed little creatures that hide in the dark and we don't actually see them we just see their red eyes and uh later in a later scene um well if you've watched if you watch the show you know what goes on but creepy planet creepy planet <laughs> and he, he, he walks into this he walks into this kind of uh, cage fighting arena, sort of thing. He's got two, they've got two Gamorreans going at it with their battle axes, their vibro axes, or whatever, uh, in the ring. And he sits down next to this contact, this one eyed, green, weird looking dude that you saw in the trailer. And this is his contact that um, knows about the Mandalorians. Turns out the reason why he knows about the Mandalorians is, is because he's been hunting them <laughs> for their Beskar armor. <laughs> and so, you know, classic opening scene, the the contact turns on Mando and all of his henchmen point their guns at him. And that's where you get that fight scene from the trailer where he uses his um whistling birds or whatever, his um, little arrows that come out of his wrist pack. And um, Meg thought it was super funny when um, Baby Yoda closes up his little capsule because he could tell that a fight was going to go down. (laughs) That was kind of cute. Anyway, basically, he digs, he forces the information out of his informant. (laughs) Um, And the informant only knows, apparently, of one other Mandalorian, uh, which is currently on Tatooine which is interesting because we've been to Tatooine uh, a couple times in the last season. Uh, oh, no, just once. Was it just once? Episode five. Episode five, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was another desert planet. Um, but no, on episode five, uh, sorry, chapter five last season, we were on Tatooine and we didn't see anything except for the very end of the episode where there were um, some boots and a cape that showed up uh, at the at the dead body of Fennec Shant. Which a lot of people theorized was Boba Fett, um, because of the the sound of the spurs on the boots, which um, is classically, you know, the kind of Western cowboy sheriff sound, but also is a sound a sound effect that they used for Boba Fett in the original films. So a lot of people thought that the guy at the end of chapter five was actually Boba Fett, and now now we're being told that there's a Mandalorian hiding out on Tatooine. So of course, the first thing your brain goes to if you're like me, is Boba Fett, right? So we travel with Mando and Baby Yoda to Tatooine and we go to this, um, oh, we see, um, what's her face again? The chick with the afro with the droids. Yeah, that's kind of a funny scene. Anyway, but not really important. We get to this town called Moss something. (laughs) They're all called Moss something, right? Anyway, it's a mining town, right? It's an old derelict mining town, that's pretty much on its last legs. Um, it it came from nothing. It was almost wiped out, but it's just like this little one street town. Classic Western, seriously classic. And you got this beautiful scene where Mando and Baby Yoda are rolling up on their um, speeder bike, really slow. You know, and all the townspeople they're looking out, they're hanging out on the front front porch and looking out. <laughs> classic Western scene. Anyway, he goes into the canteen and goes into the bar looking for some information, looking for someone. He asks the bartender, he's like, oh, you've seen anyone like me? He's like, what do you mean? Have you seen anyone that looks like me? Like a Mandalorian. And the bartender's like, oh, you mean the marshal? What? Yeah, like the, the boss of the town, right? And then the marshal walks in the front door. The camera pans. Who do we see? It's freaking Boba Fett what the, okay, but there's something different, right, the outfit's a little bit different, he's got the armor on, but the clothes are a little bit different, he's standing a little, a little bit taller, anyway, this Boba Fett guy, he goes and sits down and takes off his helmet, what, that's a big no-no, right, well, apparently, I mean, to other Mandalorians, like in the Clone Wars, they always took their, their helmets off, but to uh, Din Djarin's covert, they never took their helmets off, and we still don't know why, that's still a big mystery, actually, um, but anyway, this Mando, the proper fat Mando, he, t- he takes his helmet off. And do we see a Maori looking dude to mirror Morrison? No, we don't see him. We don't see Mr. Morrison. We see. What's his name? He looks like Lucas from One Tree Hill. What's his name? Uh, Oliphant. What? What's his first name? <laughs> I forgot the guy's name He's the guy from uh, Santa Clarita Diet With um, Drew Barrymore And a bunch of other stuff Anyway he's there Handsome looking guy Oh Good looking beard Anyway he's there And he says Oh No 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 Well He doesn't say No I'm not Boba Fett Cause like Why would, they, why would he bring that up But he kind of clears it up To the audience That he's A guy called Cobb Vant Is that his name Cobb Vant Cobb Like okay. a Corn Cob? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, it's from t- some 2015 um, book called Aftermath. Some dude, I don't even, I haven't read the book. Who reads, who reads all the Star Wars books? I definitely don't. But um, oh, I've read some of the EU books anyway. But yeah, this guy, Cobb Vanth. Apparently, he like bought Boba Fett's armor from some Jawas. And basically, they, they show you in the episode, they show you in chapter nine, a little bit of like backstory to this guy, um, how he was part of this town and it was like a little mining town. And then when the second Death Star blew up and the Empire was pretty much defeated, um, they thought they were free from the Empire's uh, servitude or whatever. But then uh, the like mining guild guys took over and like started... Treating people horribly, just like the Empire did, and so what he did was he escaped, and he like stole, stole some diamonds from the mining guild with him. He escaped and he sold the diamonds for um, the Boba Fett armor, um, the Mandalorian armor from um, the Jawas in the Sandcrawler nearby, right? And it comes back to the town, and now he's got this mystique about him. He looks like a Mandalorian. He looks like really, you know, tough the competition and he shoots up some of the mining guild guys and the rest of the guys, they're kind of trying to escape. Oh, and then they got, they got that shot when he, uh, he bends over and then the rocket comes out of his um jetpack at the top and he blows up the guys trying to escape. It was, yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So now, so now he's got the Boba Fett armor and he's kind of like, he's kind of like the guy and it's pretty much from, from freeing the town, um, from the mining guild, corrupt dudes from the mining guild and having Boba Fett's armor, he's pretty much become the sheriff or the marshal, as they call him, of the town. He's the boss, the head honcho, the, the number one dude, right? And Mando's like, yo, that armor belongs to me. You're not a true Mandalorian. It belongs to me. Um, Wait, why does he want the armor? oh yeah i just realized this is literally my first impression if you don't realize (laughs) this is raw r-a-w raw right so he's there to find a mandalorian he realizes that the guy in mandalorian armor is not an actual mandalorian so he cuts his losses okay but that armor belongs to me man so this is pretty long-winded to to find someone for baby yoda to belong to to find the jedi was well, still quite a fair bit, bit off. Anyway, so he says to Cobb Vanth, he says, yo, if you're not a real Mandalorian, then that armor belongs to me. And Cobb Vanth is like, yeah, I would give it to you, except I'm the boss of the, the town, and I don't take orders from anyone. Um, you're going to have to do something for me first, right? Basically, they struck up a deal where if Mando helps kill the local crate Dragon who's terrorizing their town... Then Cobb Vanth will give him the Mandalorian Boba Fett armor, and this crate dragon—we've actually never seen a crate dragon on film uh, or live-action TV before, so this is fresh. This crate dragon—it's like a giant sandworm, and it pretty much swims through the sand. It like kind of buries itself and pops up out of the sand, and it—it um, it eats their cattle. What what are the big cow things called? Oh, flip. What are they called? You got Jawas, you got Tusken Raiders. Banthers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Meg kept calling them cows so much that I forgot what they were called. The Banthers. Yeah, yeah. So the crate Dragon loves eating the Banthers, right? Anyway, so basically Cobb Vanth and Mando, they travel to the crate Dragon's lair to kind of suss it out, right? And they team up. It's like this big story. They team up with. It's a massive episode. It feels like a movie. This episode. It's fantastic. Anyway, they team up with some Tuscan Raiders, and the Tuscan Raiders kind of show them that really they've just been kind of appeasing the Great Dragon, and like if they feed it um, a bantha every so often, it'll stay asleep and won't attack them. Uh, and then there's this funny scene which Meg liked, where they go to this this Tuscan Raider goes to feed a banther um to the crate dragon. He bring he like leads a banther up to the the cave where the crate dragon comes out of and he like sticks um he ties it to a pole and the crate dragon comes out to eat the banther but chooses to eat the sand person instead. <laughs> that was yeah that was pretty funny. Anyway basically they need more people to kill the crate dragon because the crate dragon's got like a super tough hide is like super impenetrable. And so the people of the Moss, whatever, mining guild village, they have to team up with the Tusken Raiders. And you know how much humans hate Tusken Raiders. Um, Anakin being one of them. <laughs> the women and the children too, let me tell you. So, but they kind of get over their differences because they got to work together for the good of mankind, for their survival. Because if this keeps going on, the crate Dragon is going to kill them all. So... The people of the village, they team up with the Tuscan Raiders and they come up with this plan where they bury a bunch of explosions, uh, a, a bunch of explosives, sorry, underneath the sand and they lure out the crate Dragon and, and shoot at him and like kind of terrorize him and tick him off. And then when he's lying just above the sand where the buried explosives are, they're going to detonate them because apparently the underbelly of the worm is the softest part, okay? The softest, soft, the most soft. What am I saying? It's the, it's the most vulnerable part of the Krayt Dragon. Okay, so you know the plan's not gonna work, right? Whatever first plan a character has or a group of characters have in a movie or a show, it's never gonna work. The first plan's never gonna work. They have to improvise, right? So they try and blow up the Krayt Dragon. It goes underneath the sand. There's no dead body. What? Did it work? I don't know. Of course it didn't work. The Krayt Dragon, boom, kablam, pops up behind them, starts wrecking havoc, starts spitting this like um, acid spit on them. It's disgusting. And Cobb Vanth and the Mando, they spring into action. They put their helmets on. Well, Mando's already got his helmet on, but Cobb Vanth puts his helmet on. They initiate their jetpacks. Jet They're flying up in the air. They're attacking the, the dragon. But their blaster fire doesn't do anything. So what they're gonna do? Mando has a radical idea. There's still one bantha left with some of its explosives still attached to it because they were like kind of carrying the explosives with them, right? And so he lures, he grabs the bantha by the reins. He lures uh, the crate dragon to him and the bantha. Okay, Cop is like, "What are you gonna do? What are you doing? It's gonna eat you and the and it's gonna eat us and the bantha." Because is standing next to Mando. And then Mando like hits Cobb Vanth's um, jetpack and Cobb goes flying away. So he saves him. Next thing you know, the crate Dragon is on top of Mando eating him and the Bantha. So he gets swallowed by this massive worm. Classic scene, you know what's gonna happen. Mando escapes from uh, the mouth of the crate Dragon using some electricity to kind of tick him off. So he flies out of the crate Dragon's mouth and the moment he's out of the mouth, Boom, he hits the button. Boom. The Bantha inside the Crate Dragon blows up. The Crate Dragon blows up, dies. You have this really gory scene when the Tuscan Raiders are like going through the Crate Dragon's uh, exposed carcass. <laughs> it was actually pretty gory. I was I was pretty surprised how much blood they showed. Anyway, there's a lot more stuff that goes on, but that's kind of basically the overview. I really loved the episode. I thought it was fantastic. But I can't wrap up this recap episode uh, of the Baby Yoda cast without talking about the cliffhanger scene at the end. So when Mando and Baby Yoda, they're on the speeder bike, they're, they're driving back to Moss Espa or whatever. They're driving back to their ship with uh, the Boba Fett armor. And we got this figure that's kind of dressed like a Tuscan Raider. Um, standing up on top of this hill, standing up on top of this cliff and it's this bold guy with like a Tuscan Raider sort of cloak and he turns around as the sun is setting and whose face is it? Why, it's the face of a clone. It's the actor Tamura Morrison who played Jango Fett in the prequel trilogy and who voiced Boba Fett in the special editions of the original trilogy, um, and he voiced all the clones in The Clone Wars. So this leads us to believe that this character is the actual Boba Fett. Not someone, not Cobb Vanth cosplaying as Boba Fett, but the actual Boba Fett. Now what does he want? Does he want the armor? But if he was there, why couldn't he have taken the armor off Cobb Vanth himself? We don't know what's going to happen, but I know that maybe not chapter 10, but maybe chapter 11 or chapter 12, the Mando is going to meet up with Boba Fett. We're going to see what's happened. We're going to see what's going to happen. Now, Boba Fett and Cop Vance are two characters that were predicted to come this season. Other characters were Bo Katan and Sabine from Rebels and even Ahsoka. So if Cobb Vanth and Boba Fett have been confirmed this episode, then who's to say that we're not going to get all those other predicted characters in future episodes? I'm really excited to see that. Anyway, that's it from me. Thanks for tuning in to the Baby Yoda cast, and I'll see you next weekend for Chapter 10. God bless.